With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Philadelphia Phillies kicked off the 2019 season with a bang, sweeping the reigning NL East champion Braves. Looking back at the series and previewing Harper's DC return. All this and more on FanCast. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. When I bought ass tomorrow, y'all thought it was winning. Catching on these, some like Papa on his finish. Double M, yeah, that's my zero. They just catching on Lieutenant. I'm the tight cannon man, casting ground like I'm broke. Hello, and welcome to FanCast, our show following the opening day of Major League Baseball and the start of the Philadelphia Phillies season. Feel free to call in at 845-277-9345 and use the code BPN10 on Stubyard to get 10% off all tickets to Major League games and all sort of other events. The Phillies did kick off the 2019 season on an exciting, high-caliber note. Isaac, how are you today, and what were your thoughts on this opening weekend? Um, I'm excited. Um, of course, a sweep, the only ring undefeated team in baseball. Uh, it's going to get you hyped up and stuff. Um, hopefully, uh, the game gets to be played today. But other than that, we'll talk more on why we should be so excited this season about the Phillies. Uh, I was very excited, so all right. The Phillies did get off to a great note opening day, beating the Atlanta Braves 10-4. to Aaron Nola throwing six innings of great baseball. Andrew McCutcheon starting his Phillies career off on a high note homering to lead off the game. The Phillies followed this up with eight six wins and a five one win in the following games of the series, both games including a Bryce Bomb. Harper kicking off his Phillies career on a high note. We saw some good pitching from Aaron Nola and Jake Arietta. Some concerns about Nick Bavetta. Offense looked great, putting up at least five runs each of the games, something you said they would do last week. Isaac, take us through your initial reaction to this opening weekend and what you thought the highs and lows were for the Phillies over this three-game stretch. Well, I mean, as, a, as we've been saying, the Phillies have one of the more higher-powered offenses in the league. I mean, it's not a stretch to say that at all, as they scored 23 runs in the first three games, almost eight runs a game. Um, the first game, Bryce Harper went hitless. However, um, his he had a walk that set up a Reese Hoskins home uh, grand slam. That was probably the highlight of the opening day. Um, I truly enjoy watching each and every game. I got to go to the ballpark um, the other day to complete on Sunday to complete the sweep, and the energy of the ballpark is back. Uh, I mean, it's back to playoff baseball every single pitch. Um, for example, one of my favorite moments of the whole weekend was the Jake Arrieta at bat where he took it about 10 or 11 pitches against the other team's starting pitcher, Kyle Wright. And even though he had a sharp line out and to center field, the whole stadium gave him a standing ovation. I mean, it, it, was, it, it was electric. Jake Arian is one of the best hitting pitchers in the league. And the, while he didn't have the hits that other Phillies in this lineup did expectedly, some of the 
key offensive players came through. Michael Franco going four for nine this opening weekend, two homers, seven RBIs. As exciting as Bryce's debuts and JT Romito getting his first homer, Michael Franco sort of took over this weekend, homering each of the first two games, a ton of RBIs, showing that the Phillies might have been smart, letting Manny Machado walk and bringing Bryce Harper in to fill that role. Do you think he's going to be a key contributor to the Phillies' success this season? And how deadly is the depth that is this Phillies lineup? I mean, as you know, Michael Franco is my favorite Philly, and he did not disappoint me at all. Um, the other pitchers made a couple mistakes throwing him a high inside and a hanging changeup, and he made them pay. Another part of his game that seems to be improved is his plate discipline. He obviously improved that last year with the new hitting philosophy of seeing pitches, but uh, this weekend he really looked to to have even more of a discipline than he did even last year. His OPS is the second highest in the league. I know it's only a couple games in, but behind Christian Yelich, um, he's taking walks. He's hitting the, he hit the he got to hit the other way. He really impressed me. Um, along with Cesar Hernandez, who looks who looks very comfortable in the seven hole. Um, Oduble was had an, had an up and down weekend. Um, inconsistent. Surprise, surprise. Um, Reese Hoskins. Had one heck of a weekend, getting on base left and right. Um, so that he he impressed JT Real Muto. I think is going to continue to be one of the more not talked about, but making one of the bigger impacts um, on the Phillies. It was a great weekend all around. It truly was. The offense exploding straight from the bat. Like we say, Andrew McCutcheon hitting a leadoff home run. The new guys came to play, not just Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon, J.T. Romito, and Gene Segura, all having nice at-bats, getting a ton of hits. Like you said, J.T. Romito looked great behind the dish and at the right side of it, hitting a home run in his second game as a Philly, but also throwing out two, two base runners Sunday night with Jake Arrieta, who isn't the easiest to throw out guys on. We've seen him have a little bit of a struggle getting to the plate quickly, similar to his former teammate John Lester struggles picking people off. But we saw JT show off that cannon of an arm, throwing down a second, gunning two runners. To listeners who also tuned in Sunday night to ESPN's coverage of the game, they said JT Romito has the quickest and second quickest top time in stat cast history. Shows you that this is a dual threat catcher that the Phillies acquired. Another piece in what might be the greatest offseason in MLB history. Truly filling each hole that this team had coming out of 2018 that is making this 2019 squad the last remaining undefeated team, and looking like serious contenders for a World Series berth. Um, I totally agree with you. It's early to say World Series contenders, usually around this time of year, but this dynamic offense, it can carry. Um, we've seen it before how that dynamic offenses can truly just inspire a team, get, uh, make the ball club totally energized, um, even inspire the pitching staff to pitch above their true potential. Um, and to be honest, I, I don't know how this weekend could have gone much better. Um, Bryce Harper hitting two mammoth home runs. Michael Franco, the whole lineup showing how deep it is. Giotrio Muto flexing his pop, his pop and throw, which um, he threw out two base runners on Sunday Night Baseball. Um, Jake Arrieta and Aaron Nola did not have their best stuff, but they both each only gave up one run over six innings, which th- that makes me incredibly excited. 
And Nick Pavetta obviously didn't have his breakout we were we were hoping for. However, um, he he didn't look terrible. Um, he just didn't look as solid and as crisp as we wanted him to be him to look. So there, there's always stuff to improve upon, and that and some other things we'll get to later are some things that the Phillies can improve upon. Feel free to call in eight four five two seven seven nine three four five. Like you said, Nick Pavetta didn't look great, missing some spots, leaving some fastballs up in the zone. But Sunday night, both Jake Arrieta and Kyle Wright did not have the control, the weather playing into that. But we really saw Jake grind out, work batters, work his way through some struggles to where he was able to go six innings, only giving up one run and earning the win. It was impressive to see from Jake's behalf. We had heard that he is in better shape. He dealt with some injuries last year. All the Larry Boa talk at one point, there was a little bit of a cool moment. Larry Boa watching him pitch. Looked very good, turned the bow and said, I'm back. And we're starting to see that, hopefully, if it can play out through the year. We saw Jake have a great May last year. He'll be another X factor to see how far the Phillies can go. If he can keep up this sort of stuff year out. If he's able to do this in days where the weather is terrible, messing up his control, he can't get his fastball, some of his off-speed pitches where he wants him, he's still able to grind out against a very good lineup. 2019 could look to be a breakout Philly year for Jake Arrieta as he'll then head into the last year of his contract. I, I agree with you. Um, I don't even think that he necessarily has something to uh, play for in his contract. I believe he wants to be a high-tier starting pitcher on a winning team, and this team certainly can be winning, and there he, he has the stuff to truly become the number two to Aaron Nola, who is just a total stud. Um, let's get into Aaron Nola talk. Uh, he did not have his command was a little bit off, but still, when he's off, when his command is a little bit off, it's still much higher than most pitchers. So he allowed one run over six innings, which his outing was truly impressive. Cause didn't he, have, he didn't have near to his close stuff. What really stood out to you about him from the last game, Coy? Like you said, he didn't have his stuff right off the bat. It's tough for pitchers to get rolling, same way as hitters. I usually think it tends to take two to three weeks for pitchers, maybe four to five starts to get their stuff going, get everything back in control when they start to get rolling into that rhythm. But like you said, Nolan didn't have his best stuff. He was still able to grind out eight strikeouts over those six innings. The five walks is a little bit concerning. He was able to minimize the damage, only one earned run. He showed why he is the Phillies' ace and why he's the stud this team can rally around. I still thought heading into this year is debatable who the best player on this team was. I thought it might be Aaron Nola as opposed to one of these high-swing offensive guys. He looked great to start the year in the sense that he was able to minimize damage when he didn't have his best stuff. It's very promising to see when he's fully rolling back into June-July form, how much of a threat he is going to be pitching game one of hopefully an NLDS, NLCS, if the Phillies are able to keep rolling through the season and get there. And he'll be a guy where he could shorten down series for the Phillies, where he makes it. You only need to win a certain amount of games because you know this guy's going to go on the bump, give you seven quality innings, and put the team on his back where they only need to get you two, three runs because he will shut guys down, one, two, three innings, keep guys off the bases, don't let any mistakes to happen. He's our ace, not the best start, but it was certainly very good and a good start to his 2019 campaign. I totally agree with you there in every aspect. Um, another thing is David Robertson. 
Um, does do his struggle so far concern you? Again, I don't think it can be taken for too much concern. We, I said it takes guys a little bit to get going. Didn't look too promising. Came in twice. Left that fastball right over the middle. Got hammered a bit. Only one strikeout in his two innings. We know he's not a high strikeout guy, but still giving up a bunch of runs. Colberson taking him deep, giving a little bit of scare in that Braves game. It wasn't the best start to the year, but I think he will get things together. I'm not sure he should be used in that closer role, but I definitely think things will get better, get brighter, and this won't be a cause for concern for the Phillies over this season. Um, I certainly hope so. And then continuing on the theme of bullpen struggles, how do you feel about Hector Neris and his stuff and what he showed this weekend? I thought Hector Neris would be a player that could come back this year, bounce back off of a tough 2018, and sort of build off that end to the 2018 season where he came back, came rolling, was striking guys out at a high level. He didn't look too great. Two runs and two innings pitched, one strikeout. Guys weren't hitting him that hard. He was leaving stuff sort of over the zone. I think he will bounce. I think this bullpen is going to be very good. I don't think we can take too much concern for the struggles. Uh, A couple misses here and there. Guys getting a couple knocks off him. I think he will be a player that I think he could be used in the closer role. If he gets back getting his electric stuff, some of the best stuff in the game, if he's able to locate his pitches, get back to that Mm -hmm. 2017 form, he could be a dominant closer to help guys like Sir Anthony Dominguez and David Robertson sort of shift around and used in high-caliber situations where they only need a couple outs, but it's still crucial moments. And then Hector Neris can shut it down one, two, three in the ninth. Well, that would certainly be uh, exciting if Hector Neris got back to his old form. As he, uh, I know a lot of Phillies fans aren't the biggest fan of him. Um, and actually, just a quick little other weather update. Someone just told me that, just texted me, um, that it's looking that rain won't be there anymore around 7.30 p.m. So that's exciting. Hopefully uh, we'll get to watch the game tonight uh, without any weather delays or anything like that. Hopefully it won't be pushed back as this is a huge game for Philly's brightest star, Bryce Harper. We'll get into all that and more. Feel free to call in 845-277-9345. We will be right back with all the updates on Bryce Harper, as he gets set to face off his former team, the Washington Nationals. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. My name is Eamon, and I'm one of the hosts at Pinstripe Talk. On Wednesday, April 3rd at 4.30, we will be discussing more of the Luke Voigt competition and how they've been to start the season. To also going over the Orioles series and judges' early comments about how the Yankees' mindset should be for the rest of the season, and also recapping on how the first week went for the Yankees. All this and more on this week's episode of Pinstripe Talk. Phillies got off to a hot start to start the year, only remaining undefeated team going 3-0. and The New York Mets, a division rival, also got off to a solid start, 3-1. and Pete Alonso looking to be the real deal. And then we saw the Washington mm-hmm. Nationals drop 2-3 of three to the Mets, didn't have a great start, took a Trey Turner walk-off to get that last win. Bryce Harper gets set to make his return tonight against Cy Young winner Max Scherzer. What is your look at this game and how the Nationals are going to do come throughout this season? Do you think this slow start has cause for concern for any Nationals fans? And could this come down to a Phillies runaway division? Um, I don't think there's going to be any runaway in this division, sadly. 
as much as we'd all like to see that. <clears throat> I think that maybe the Nationals and the Mets will be the main contenders, actually. The Braves look to have no pitching. I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but I did call that the Braves would be fourth in the division, and they certainly aren't looking too sharp uh, whenever they're facing elite offenses such as the Phillies. Um, so when you think about how this weekend went, and it really, we really exploited the Braves' weaknesses. Um, we looked we uh, in that we saw a lot of pitches, drew a lot of walks, and then we made them pay as we finished off the bat, uh, the next few bats after walks with home runs, extra base hits, ways to drive guys in, and it really you can see it wore down the Atlanta pitchers. Like you said, the Braves did look a little slow on the pitching end. They don't really have a dominant name that can come out there and shut guys down as the other teams in the NL East do, all except the Miami Marlins, who do look like they're going to struggle. The Phillies are 20 walks from the Braves pitching. They seem to be missing their spots, leaving balls up in the zone for guys like Hoskins, Harper, Real Muto to drive that ball. Wind played a huge portion into the game, blowing out heavily to right, took away what could have been another Harper homer on a line drive to left field, might have carried it. Andrew McCutcheon won out there. But like you said, the Phillies really exploited the Braves in the sense that this isn't this 2018 year. This isn't the 2018 NL East. The Nationals are going to be good. The Phillies are going to be very good. The Mets are showing a lot of promise. They're not going to get to just escape by by being the best of the worst. This is going to be a tough season for the Braves. Ronald Acuna just signing a huge eight-year, $100 million contract extension. Great for him. Freddie Freeman smacked the ball well. This could be a high-powered offensive team, but pitching-wise, they will need to improve, maybe sign Dallas Keuchel, bring back Craig Kimbrough if they're looking to contend, because right now the other three teams in the East are looking very dominant, having a ton of strengths and potential to make this a tight run come September. If the Braves want to be there, they are going to need to upgrade that pitching staff. I agree with you there. I think it's a disgrace for them all that um that they haven't been able to um, sign Craig Kimbrell. And you know what? Josh Donaldson looks like he was – if they were going to spend big on one player, I would have spent big on a, on Craig Kimbrell or even Dallas Keuchel rather than Josh Donaldson. Johan Camargo uh, had a very more than solid year last year for them. I would have stuck with him at third base to balance out their offense and then shore up your pitching. I mean, is it just me or uh, – that's my take on it. The Josh Donaldson signing does seem a little bit odd, giving him $23 million for one year. The bats already did seem very solid. Third base was a bit of a weakness, but they could have found a cheaper option for that. Pitching could have drastically helped more this team. Some bullpen guys, a starter, anything around that definitely would have helped this squad out more than bringing in Donaldson. He didn't have a great start to the year, took him to that third game to get his first hit. I think that it'll work in the Phillies' benefit that they made that major move as opposed to signing a pitcher. Uh, I agree. Uh, mm, I don't know. I I guess it's very crossroads. But um, so let's let's talk about other aspects. Uh, do you think Bryce Harper gets booed tonight? I think it'll be a mixed reaction from Nationals fans. I think there are going to be a portion of them that appreciate Bryce laying it all out on the line for seven years for this franchise, got him to the playoffs, 
And then there's that going to be that other half that said, but well, you could never get it done for us. You left us. You went out, went to a rival. We never won with you. People are going to boo him. People are going to cheer for him. There's going to be Philly fans that are going wild for him. It'll be a mixed reaction. Video tribute's going to come out in six minutes, 6.55. It'll be a mixed response to Harper. But once Max Scherzer steps on the rubber and this game gets going, it's going to be electric in National Stadium. Scherzer against Harper is the ideal matchup for Harper's return in game. It's nice to, for the storyline of this that Harper returns to D.C. for his first game against the Nats. It's all playing out to being a great night and just more electri- electrifying start to the Philly season. Like we have said earlier, baseball needs a storyline, and it has found one with Bryce Harper in a Philadelphia Phillies uniform. Sadly, the start of the game has just been um, delayed. Um, looks like um, we'll finish up the show and it will not be starting at 7 o'clock. So hopefully the rain slows up quickly. Um, uh, Yeah, hopefully the rain slows up quickly so we can see the Phillies take on the Nationals tonight. Definitely going to be an electrifying start. Max Scherzer on the mound, three-time Cy Young winner, possible favorite to win it again. Had a great start on opening day against the Mets, dueling against 2018 Cy Young winner. Jacob DeGrom. This NL East is front heavy with aces, Nola, DeGrom, Scherzer, three best pitchers in the National League all fall in this division. It's going to be a great matchup to see Harper go up against his former teammate. Good good pitching beats good hitting and vice versa. It'll be great to see how this one unfolds. But like everyone has said, this is the first of many. many. We're going to have 13 years of Harper matchups against the Nats. I don't think Scherzer by any means has that long. But for the next six or so years, we could be seeing Scherzer, Harper. It's going to be great stuff, great must-watch TV. Not just great baseball, but great entertainment value. I agree with you there. Um, where where I tend to um, stand on, if I was a Nationals fan, I would not be upset at Bryce Harper. I would be upset at management. Did you see the ridiculous contract they offered him? They offered him oh, only $107 million would be given to him while he's actually playing. All the other money would be deferred until even 2072. I mean, I feel like Bryce, when he saw that offer, was probably shocked and kind of thought, like, man, like, I play for this team. I, I was genuinely interested in staying with them my whole career. And you... I mean, that kind of offer, that's disrespectful, I feel like. And I, I think he probably felt the same way. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see We'll see uh, how he reacts uh, performance-wise, but that's my take. The Washington Post posted a very disappointing article in the minds of Nationals fans seeing this low contract offer, the Nationals front office low-balling Harper, trying to take advantage of the fact that he didn't have a hot market out there. He waited it out and found a great offer for him. No deferred money all across this 13 years. No opt-outs where he is going to be able to live for the next chapter of his life, which you are here to congratulate him on announcing this week that he was going to have his first child, a boy. His wife said it is due for August. So congratulations to Bryce and Kayla getting to start out this family with a PH and – if they're looking for names, I think Coy Harper has a very nice ring to it. 
Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. I heard someone else mention uh, Rocky Harper would be nice as well. <laughs> well, it is going to be a new chapter for the Harper family, as it is already a new chapter for Philadelphia baseball. This city, this ballpark has been electric to start off the year. They have sold out each of the first three games, and that trend is going to look to follow throughout the season. Merchandise, tickets, everything is through the roof. This could be a little bit of bias, but is there any team in baseball that is more exciting and more interesting to watch than the Philadelphia Phillies? You know, I try to stay unbiased, and I I can't think of a more exciting team, more electrifying team. I mean, you have Bryce Harper. You have Reese Hoskins, who is just as, um, who can be just as electrifying as Bryce Harper. Um, you have Michael Franco at the bottom, with Dubal Herrera, who has all-star potential, Cesar Hernandez, who was a leadoff better last year, Andrew McCutcheon at the top of the lineup, the best catcher in the league. This is a darn good team, and I, I really, uh, I, I agree with you. I don't think there's any team more exciting. It was a great start for baseball in general. Christian Yelich p- picking up right where he left off, slapped four homers in four straight games, a walk-off against the Cardinals, a team that we both thought are going to be very good this year. Chris Davis, one of the most underappreciated players in baseball, not the one in Baltimore, the one in Oakland, slapping five home runs. He's hit 40 each of the past few seasons, already seeming to keep up that 247 tear that he's been on hitting 247 in each of the past three seasons, batting 250 right now. He's already looking to keep that going. It was a great start for baseball in general. Outside of the Phillies, what do you think the best storyline was this opening weekend? I think may not the best, but the most notable was the struggles of Boston. And it wasn't even their bullpen. It was their starting pitching, which should be their strength, right? Chris Sale struggled. David Price struggled. Erod struggled, and their offense even fizzled out at times. Um, Xander Bogarts, I mean, extension season is still upon us, as I saw that Ken Rosenthal just reported that even German, German Marquez, Rockies pitcher, just got extended as well. So, I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of um, extensions being handed out. So, yeah, that, that's that's how that's how I feel. One storyline I did not like to see was Carlos Santana going six of thirteen this opening weekend, then four sixty two four RBIs for the Cleveland Indians, leaving Phillies fans wondering where was this for us last year? Whole year struggled a bit. Best moment was a home run against Gio Gonzalez against the Nats. Grand Slam to tie it up for an eventual Phillies win back in September. He's off to a good start to the year, leaving Phillies fans wondering how come we didn't get that piece of Carlos Santana. Great start around baseball. Like you said, the Boston struggling, little interesting thing. All five teams that made the AL playoffs last year, Boston, New York, Cleveland, and Houston and Athletic, and the Athletics, all of them lost their opening series, like Fox says, because baseball. It was a great start to this opening weekend for baseball, but especially the Phillies in general. How do you think this seat – this series against the Nats unfolds. How do you think our boy Harper is going to do against his former team? And what are your final thoughts before we leave for the night? Um, my thoughts are that 
I mean, Bryce Harper is always risen to the occasion, right? So I think he's gonna. I don't think he'll homer off of Max Scherzer. I think he'll get a couple hits tonight. He knows him pretty well. It would def- definitely be an electrifying sight seeing Bryce Harper taking his former teammates deep, whether it be tonight against Scherzer, tomorrow against Anibal Sanchez. It'll be a great sight, great baseball to watch. Everything is looking towards an electrifying 2019 season. That's all we have for you tonight. Make sure to tune in. 7 o'clock going to be delayed a little bit, but Bryce Harper makes his return to Washington, D.C. against the Washington Nationals. Tune back in next Tuesday to hear all our thoughts. Head out to the ballpark. This is going to be a great 2019 for Phillies fans. Take care. Thanks for tuning in, and go Phils. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? When I bought that ass tomorrow, y'all thought it was rainy? Checking on these n****s, I'm like Papa on his finish. Double M, yeah, that's my zero. Say this, catching on Lieutenant. I'm the type can of men casting, grind like I'm broke. FanCast is produced by Benson Vector. FanCast is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. Be sure to follow our host on Instagram. Koi, at Koi's Demo. K-O-Y-Z-D. I am AL and Isaac at Phillies.focus with a PH. Follow Fancast on Instagram at FancastBPN. For more Fancast content, be sure to head over to our website at BaseballPodcastNet.com. Follow the official Baseball Podcast Network social media accounts Instagram at BaseballPodcastNet, Twitter at BaseballPodcast1. That's P O D C A S 1. YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to FanCast. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.